this August 23rd Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code DJ. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DJ. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, August the 22nd. We have a full slate of games. In fact, we've got a bonus game. There's a double header. So we've got 16 games for Wednesday, August the 23rd. We've got lines on them all. We've got pictures on the majority of them. We've got a full house for the second night running. Uh, joining me, first and foremost, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Hey, Moonaf, how are you? Doing well. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, fi- I don't know, not finally, but it's been a couple nights where we haven't been able to get the full lines uh, available because these books are scared that we're going to smash these opening lines. I think that's just what it is. But uh, no, good to be here with you boys. Excited to go through this card on Wednesday. Uh, ever so closer, Mal, to the finishing line of the regular season, at least. Yeah, it's countdown time. Definitely countdown time. It's getting exciting. Um, and uh, our third host this evening, Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, the aliens got you last night. You said they might. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm back. Uh, I actually did well. I should have stayed on. Uh, I, actually, I, went like seven, <laughs> I went like seven and one uh, last night. So I should have stayed on and gave out some of my picks. But yeah, man, looking forward to breaking it down with you two legends on, on the podcast, man. Um. The chat, let's say hello to everyone. Trev was first in. Um, Randy's here. Um, Captain Insano, I mean, Captain Insano, are locked in battle in the D-Gens League this week. And it's pretty tight. It's quite an important uh, quite an important game. Not to anybody else in the world, just a million captain, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, it's tight. Um, Ryan's here as well. Kaysen. So, yeah, good evening, uh, everybody. Cheers for getting involved. Um, this is a bit of a weird night because... It's all the game twos of the series that start on Tuesday night that we handicapped. So, but there's been no day baseball, so we're kind of we we have this thing in the middle of the week. We we mention it frequently that you you're handicapping the game twos. When last night we talked about a team that was in form, a team that was good on the road, a team that was on a bit of a streak, a team that wasn't hitting, um, and nothing's changed. And um, so it's kind of pictures. Um, it's the starting pitches that, that we're having to focus on without seeing how a team's looking maybe this series or this week. But, um, yeah, we get, we get some winners. Countdown's on. There's still some uh, futures plays to be had. I keep getting drawn to Seattle um, in terms of play, playoffs and and even to go further. And I hadn't looked at it at Philadelphia to uh, win the World Series at 22-1. to Um because they're well ahead in the in the wild card race, and they're just the kind of team with the kind of pitching rotation that can uh, that can go deep in that format. They're sort of built for it, where you get a team like the Brewers who aren't, you get a team like the Phillies who are uh, in twenty two to one. 
uh, indeed is very live. So, are you basically uh, do you like do you like Philly just because of their path, or you like them because of just in general? Just in general, yeah, they've got that sort of one, two, three starter, and they've got this lineup that can do all different kinds of things, and they're clicking as well. I mean, maybe you know, I just don't like their pitching. I don't like their pitching. I like Lorenzen, and I mean, Willer's okay, and Nola's okay, but I don't know. What do you think, Munaf? You like you like their pitching staff? Maybe I'm just lower on their pitching rotation. Yeah, I know that we talked about at the beginning of the season that their arms may have been or will be taxed this season just because they made that uh, World Series run. I think it, it has happened to the Astros ever since they, you know, won the World Series a couple of seasons ago and last season as well, right? Like we talked about the injuries that they they are dealing with um, are the Astros. I think that might be catching up to the Phillies as well. But I think the back end guys have been really good, right? Taiwan Walker has been really good for this uh, uh, Phillies lineup and also. Um, Ranger Suarez, unfortunately, I think he just landed on the 15-day IL for this team. But um, Nola pitched pretty well last night, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I know Zach Wheeler had a troubling outing on Sunday Night Baseball. But I think they'll be okay. Uh, again, their their offense, when clicking, is can be up in that conversation of being one of the better ones in the National League. So especially for a team that had got a taste of what the World Series was uh, like last season, I think they really want to repeat that success for this upcoming year. Yeah, I think that counts uh, for a little bit as well. The fact that they were uh, they, they came down the stretch last season and uh, and they know how that feels. It was just I thought it was a big price. Like and you're looking at them and you still it's still odd at this time of year that you can still find twenty two to one shots that you think are very very live in a competition because it's it's rare you'd find that. You were, I don't think you would get that in it, it's it's playoff it's 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 games with playoffs not something is Premier League something like that you would never see that. Um, if a team's got a chance, they're going to be minus 120, plus 120. You're not going to get yeah. a 22 to one shot who's still yeah, under the I, I chance. Agree with you. I agree with you on the price. I just, I, I'm not a fan. I, I just like their path better than I like their rotation. I mean, offense is the offense, you know, it's, it's going to be good, but I like their path more than I do their actual pitching rotation. But I guess offense can carry you if you got the right matchup. We talked about Seattle's path last night because if this playoff started tomorrow, they get Minnesota uh, or Milwaukee. Let me check my lines. Um, uh, I, I think I'd like them either way, no matter who they got. Who's yeah, Seattle? yeah, that's Who's what I mean. Out of Minnesota, I think. Yeah. Oh my god! Put the invoice on it, Munaf. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, it is, it's Minnesota. Yeah, just checking yesterday's notes, and I mean, it's just not nothing to scare you off at all. Like so, um, well, we'll enjoy this first game though, Lonte. Twelve thirty-five Eastern first pitch. The St. Louis Cardinals, Pittsburgh Pirates. Both pitches TBD, but it is Matthew Liberator. Uh, for St. Louis, and we have Andre Jackson oh boy. going for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Matt Liberator has been uh, he's been at the centre of a couple of cuffuffles between me and Lonte in the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> plus 102 on St. Louis, minus 105 on Pittsburgh. There's loads of tight games on this card, loads of games that you couldn't put a cigarette paper between the two teams. Total here is nine and a half or ten. So Liberator, two and five on the year. 6 and 12 ERA. Um, yes, he made me look a genius two starts ago. Uh, and he made me look an idiot one start ago. Uh, so what's going to happen this time? He's, I'm a little bit worried, I'll be honest. I'm not just going to bloody-mindedly follow him tomorrow. He's got a 7.17 road ERA. Um, and St. Louis are really, really struggling. They've lost four of his last five. Um, I mentioned last night that they'd uh, gone on a four-game skid where they'd lost, where they'd only scored five runs. They then hit seven in between and were back to one again on 
Sunday night, uh, on Monday night, sorry. So they're just not scoring any runs. Andre Jackson, obviously not a household name, 0-1 on the year, 5-28 ERA. Um, he started three games. He's appeared nine times out of the pen. So he starts... Um, so this will be his third start. He started two. His two starts, he's pitched eight innings for nine hits, five earned runs. He's given up two homers, five walks. There's a little bit of everything uh, from Andre Jackson. But just St. Louis is just back. Well, they've lost 11 of 15. Um, they're finding all different types of ways to lose. They're just not scoring enough runs. I'm going to fade Liberto again. Um, I was worried about taking Pittsburgh for tonight's game at minus 142. That wasn't very appealing. But taking them at minus 105... Um, is a much more backable prospect. So, yeah, count me in. I'll take Pittsburgh at minus 105, Muna. Yeah, I, I can't get behind this Cardinals team. I try to make a case for them at the uh, at the, the trade, uh, sorry, at the second half preview that we did after the All-Star break. But um, I think they have bigger issues, especially with pitching. And uh, I think the manager should be gone at the end of the season. Uh, I know Pirates, so we talked about, like, they, they peaked – um, a couple of seasons ago, but their offense has still been able to pull up runs. Um, I, I can't get behind Matthew Liberatore here. I'll, I'll lean with the. Uh, I'll go with the Pirates here. I'm sorry. So two for the Pirates, Lante. You uh, you won Liberatore this week. <laughs> no, no, I'm not actually. Uh, yeah. Four earned runs allowed in three of his last four starts, uh, and he's been worse on the road. Four of his last five <laughs> uh, road starts, he's been. Uh, he's allowed four earned. I mean, I like Pittsburgh in this series. I mean, I bet him last night. I bet him tonight. And I'll be betting him again tomorrow. Uh, specifically, I like their team total to go over uh, with the way their offense has been going. I mean, I think they got out right away, maybe six or seven early in that first five innings. So uh, I think they do, they can do pretty much the same here. Maybe not to that same extent, but I think they can get six or seven um, in this game. One four straight in the series. I don't see anything changing here. Um, I, I think they'll roll all the way through the series. Uh, so I like Pittsburgh and the team total to go over. Uh, we might have just wasted four minutes of everybody's lives because Casey in the chat sent us that Liberatore's got on the IL today, uh, oh, which sure. I hadn't seen up to a couple of hours ago. Um, I didn't so see yeah, that that's it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know who which who pitcher would have to uh, be on the mound for 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 that to change my handicap particularly. Um, because I don't think St. Louis have got one that could. Um, and maybe the, the, those, why, why the prices are like they are. So, yeah, uh, we leave that as a as a, a watching brief. Um, okay, I'll tell you about DraftKings first. Up, before we crack on, uh, the time has finally arrived for college football. Traditions, tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sports. Customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any college football bet. Moonaf, who's the big college winner this weekend? Uh, that's a great question for Lante. Oh, is it Lante? Who's the big winner this weekend? Uh, you mean like <laughs> and Munaf just he caught me off guard. Uh, you mean like just a, a game that I like or just, yeah, yeah. We just need uh, a pick. Man, I I like. Uh, let's see. Let's go with Ohio plus three and a half. There we go. Sorry, yeah, I caught Munaf off guard, so he just passed the baton on to you. <laughs> yeah, and his, to... Respo- his response caught me off guard. I had to just had to up control myself from laughing. <laughs> Well done, everyone. Uh, kick off the season with DraftKings Sports. We can download the app, use the code DJ. Uh, new customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sports with the code DJ. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467 
In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please be responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Bootill Casino and Resort, 21 or over in most eligible states where age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. I've got 98% of the way through that without cocking it up. Um, game time. Tickets. Important business tickets. Um, can be stressful. Can be a right pain in the arse, in fact. But not with game time. Uh, game time is an outstanding um, way of getting your tickets for your favourite events uh, without the stress. You can buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theatre, got killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, too. Um, I know a lot of the people at the uh, SGPN have used game time for things like the flash deals uh, and the last-minute tickets, the low-price guarantee, um, event cancellation protection, things like that are really important. So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time, we've got tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre and more. And the game time guarantee means if you find the tickets in the same section in all for less, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. So what you need to do to exploit all of this, download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 110 Eastern first pitch, the Chicago Cubs at the Detroit Tigers. Jamison Tyone for Chicago and left-handed pitcher Tarek Skubal for Detroit. Plus 102 on the Cubs, minus 115 on the Tigers. Total is set at eight and a half. Um, another one of these very close games to call, Lonte. So how did you do it? Yeah, I mean, it was this was a tough game. Um, I'm going to lean to Detroit uh, and the over. I mean, Detroit is 33 and 25 to the over at home. Um, both teams have had some success offensively. So rather than choosing a side, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the total. I mean, the Cubs have scored four plus in four of their last five. Detroit also have scored four plus in four of their last five. Um, I like it, it is still Scooble and Tyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I like Scooble a little bit more than Tyone. Um, Scooble is in good form since his injury. Uh, he delivered his first quality start. Um, of the year, he had uh, he had 33 call to swing and strikes um, on 88 pitches. So I think he's been doing really well there. Uh, he had an ERA of two, uh, 270, uh, 1.2 WHIP, uh, and 16 to four um, K to walk ratio through 16 and two thirds in August. So he's looking good. Um, now I think they can. I think he can shut them down for a little while. But again, once they get to the bullpen, I think all bits are off as far as the total. So I lean to Detroit. Um, because I like Scuba a little bit more than Tyone. Um, but overall, I like the over a lot more. Uh, moving up. Yeah, I like the Tigers' first five innings here uh, on the money line, or if you want to even yeah, lay the, the run line here on the first five innings. Um, Tarek Scuba has been really good uh, over the last five games. Take a look at his numbers. Uh, three and one with a 3.08 ERA. He's only allowed nine runs in 26 and one-thirds innings pitched. And at... Uh, Comerica Park, I think it's called in Detroit. Uh, 18 and one thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed one run overall, but zero earned runs. Um, coming off a great outing against the Cleveland Guardians, six innings pitch, only allowed three hits, one earned run. 
Um, and you take a look at the Chicago Cubs, at least over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching, uh, they've fallen all the way down to number 22. I know they were one of the better teams as far as WRC plus against left-handed pitching, uh, team batting average against left-handed pitching. Uh, they are, let's see here. Um, where is Chicago? Number 26. Also, I do like a Tark Skubal, a strikeout prop, uh, Chicago Cubs, number four in the last two weeks in team strikeout percentage against uh, left-handed pitching right around 26.9% rounded up to 27. So I think that uh, before the bullpens get involved for the Tigers, I like the Tigers in the first five innings here, Mel. You see, I've got the Cubs. Uh, you two have got me scratching my head a little bit because uh, I, I like uh, the Cubs in this book. And it's really it, it it's really hard to split the two pitches. Uh, I, I like them both. Uh, Tyone has launched... Quite an impressive fight back, actually. Bear in mind where he was early in the season, and I do like Scooble. Um, so it's hard to split them. Um, Terry Carpenter has been absolutely flying for Detroit. Eighteen game hitting streak, I think, uh, for Carpenter. There's not much in it. I, I think the Cubs are a better lineup. Um, therefore, at plus one or two, when I can't split the pitches, uh, I'll take Chicago. I watched the game last night. Um, the I watched the first two thirds of the game. Was it Detroit last night? Yeah, they, they got ahead. Yeah, they, they, they got ahead, gave up a lead and came back and won it. And again, they just sort of one or two. They're going to consistently be one or two runs better than better than Detroit. So at the prices, um, I'll take the Cubs at plus one or two. 210, Eastern first pitch. is the Seattle Mariners at the Chicago White Sox. George Kirby, who's been the subject of a lot of the uh, chat this evening, um, goes for the Mariners and Michael Kopech. Goes for the Chicago White Sox. We have lines of minus 192 for Kirby and the Mariners, plus 155 for Kopech and the White Sox. You can have a nine or a nine and a half if you want it for the total. Uh, Lonte Kirby's been flying. Yeah, man. I, I, like I mentioned in the chat, I took a flyer on Kirby. I missed the 22. I think uh, I think Trev got the 22. Um, I missed it. I got grabbed twenty. I mean, I just think this. I just think that market is just like so, like why it's it's wide open, but anything can happen. Like all all kind of all kind of things, you know, can happen within a few games. And I think each of these guys what got about what six, maybe seven starts left. So um, the way the Manners have been playing, I think Kirby is primed for uh, a good value bit. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win, but you know, uh, I think it's a good value bit. But Seattle, I mean, I like the team total to go over. Um, I lean to the full game over also. Uh, they've scored six plus runs in four of the last five games, double digits twice. Um, Kopech, you know, he struggled his last two starts, 13 earned runs, four of those being home runs, and uh, he's had some control issues. Walked four-plus batters in four straight games and in eight of his last 10. So if you want to look at his his walks prop, maybe take a look at that. Um you know, with offense playing, you know, as, as well as Seattle, I know, Mel, you mentioned taking them um, in, in the postseason. So I, I think they're trending in the right direction at the right time. Uh, I He's, you know, Kirby, he's he's been – He's been pretty good, but I want to see him take a, another step to kind of like solidify himself um, going into the postseason. Hopefully, they can uh, they can surge here. So I like the team total over. Uh, I lean to the full game over, but I, I mostly like that team total. I mean, I mostly like that team total for Seattle against Copet. Okay, thank you, Munaf. 
Yeah, I mean, this one's simple for me. I think it's two teams that are going in opposite directions. Uh, Mariners offense has been absolutely on fire dating back to the series against the Astros over the weekend. They put up 14 runs on Monday night uh, against the White Sox. Kirby's in great form. Michael Kopech is going in the opposite direction. Um, over his last five starts for Michael Kopech, one and three with an 8.37 ERA. Um, the White Sox have lost four of his last five starts. Three of those four losses have come by multiple runs. And over his last four or four straight starts, he's allowed at least four walks to the opposition. Um, and he hasn't been able to get past the fifth inning uh, or at least to the sixth inning in any of those five starts. Uh, at home this season, just one and six with a 4.71 ERA and 12 starts. So Mariners in all which ways here. Run line, uh, team total over, I agree with what with, uh, with Lante mentioned there. So Mariners uh, um, in every which way against the White Sox here, Mel. Yeah, uh, Seattle run line's my pick. It's not big or clever. Minus 115, but um, Michael Kobeck doesn't need this. <laughs> he doesn't need the Mariners coming into town at all. Um, he needs something different. I mean, there's all kind of players you could pick out. Um, I think actually, uh, one negative, uh, Emerson Hancock went to the IL today. Um, they should be able to replace him. Um, but he was doing a really good job at the, the back end of their rotation. But Julio Rodriguez has had 17 hits in four games, which is quite remarkable. They've just come off a season-high 14 runs, as Munaf pointed out. Cal Raleigh, uh, 10 home runs since uh, July the 1st for the big dumper. And then we talked about Kirby last night. They've obviously pushed him back at night. Um, this historic um, walk, out, walk to, to strike out here, 266 Ks to 36 walks, which is some sort of record going back to like 1901. And just talking about them in the playoffs, I saw... Um, is it Mark DeRosa, the MLB central man, broke down the... Or mentioned this. You know, this wouldn't come out of my radar at all. The Seattle rotation. All pitched from sort of different arm slots, different angles. And he just said, it makes it really hard. He said, you can go, up a t- go against a team and they would have three similar right-handed pitches. And by day three, he said he felt sorry for the man on the mound because he'd all seen it for the previous two days. So this man was going to get shelled. He said, you go up against Seattle, they're different every day. Uh, and that can really mess with you and really mess with the lineup, getting into your rhythm. Uh, and factoring that out over the course of a series is something I thought was uh, was a really good point to make. And the more I sort of watch or, or learn about Seattle, uh, the more I want to get involved with them uh, This this uh, towards the end of this season. Okay, let me tell you about our Patreon. Um Sign up, check it out. Um, you'll get exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. The um, birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network has just been recorded in the in the first of that series um, on the podcast as well. The Discord channel and everything else you associate with sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Patreon um, is the place to find it all. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And Underdog Fantasy, um, Getting towards the end of August, so uh, fantasy football is back. You can draft all your teams on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out the best ball drafts. Um, you've got live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Set it and forget it. Underdog will do the rest for you. Uh, best ball mania. Uh, $15 million in total prizes with an absurd $3 million for the winner. Uh, so the time is now to get across to draft your fantasy football team. You've got to September the 7th to do that. Visit underdogfantasy.com um, or find them in the App Store. Sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call 
Gambler. Two tennis in first pitch. These are the Minnesota Twins at the Milwaukee Brewers. Kent Maeda for the Twins and Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Plus 122 on Minnesota, minus 140 on the Brewers. Total is eight and a half. Um, Maeda, three and seven, 413 ERA. He's still pitching well, but Minnesota never win his games. Look at that record, three and seven. Um, his last two starts, he's pitched well. They lost to Detroit. Um, and they're not very good on the road either, 29 and 34. Uh, Corbin Burns is 9 and 6 on the year with a 343 ERA. He had a bad start at the White Sox, uh, but he was great either side of that, including last time out. Seven innings scoreless at the Dodgers. That plays, I think, in anybody's book. And three outings where he gave up two earned runs in each of them before that. This is the kind of game the Brewers are built to win. Um, the, the teams who are on a similar level, but just slightly worse. Like I say, um, Brewers aren't a playoff baseball team, but are um, very capable of winning games exactly like this. And behind Burns at minus 140, it's another boring pick, but I think they just win, Muna. Yeah, I mentioned it multiple times on the pod that Corbin Burns have had has had a lot of success against uh, the American League teams in his career. Um, overall for his career against American League, 12 and 2 with a 2.42 ERA. Just this season alone, 4 and 1 with a 3.76 ERA. I know his last two starts against American League teams, especially the uh, AL Central, haven't gone very well. But uh, fortunately for uh, the Brewers and Corbin Burns, that the offense has been able to score enough runs for them to win those games. So, like you mentioned, Jim Kenton Maeda, he's been pitching well. The refer the record doesn't reflect it, especially over his last five games where he only has a 2.63 ERA. Um, but the offense hasn't really showed up. I mean, last game they did score seven runs for him, but unfortunately the Tigers scored eight uh, in that game against Kenton Maeda in the Minnesota Twins. And I don't trust his bullpen for the Twins either. I think I have the better pitcher on the mound definitely in Corbin Burns, especially being at home. Uh, I think that minus 140 price is a little bit cheap here uh, on uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, I would lay the minus one and a half run line here as well. I think there's some value there. But anytime I do lay it over the Brewers, they always end up by one run. So I'll, I'll be conservative and lay that <laughs> minus 140 price with you there, Mel. Yeah, we can have a little building block bet on this one, Luna. That's fine, Lonte. Yeah, I like Milwaukee also. I think it's a little bit short for, for Burns. Uh, he's coming off a big performance in L.A. where he generally hasn't performed well. Um, only allowed, let's see, uh, two hits, no earned. Um, he's had three three straight home starts without allowing over two runs. Um, he did give up three in Minnesota, but that was more likely. I think he just had one bad inning. Otherwise, he could pretty much shut him down. Um, Maeda, you mentioned it, Mal. He I, he pitches well. He just he can't get it. He can't get a win for some reason. I don't know if you know Minnesota hates him or, or, or what's going on. But his quality of opponents hasn't been really that good. Also, I think Kansas City's in there. Um, maybe a, a Oakland a, a time or two. Detroit. So he hasn't faced the most you know dominant offenses. I'm not saying that Milwaukee's offense is dominant either, but it's definitely a step up from from what he's been seeing. Um, and I like the way Milwaukee's offense has been playing. I mean, they've scored what uh, they've won seven of ten. Um, you know, they they won. Uh, let me see. They scored six plus runs in their last three games uh, after only combining for four in the previous three. So I think the offense is off to a, a better start. Uh, they look good against Texas this weekend. Um, man, I I think this is a smash spot for Milwaukee. I play them first five. And Munaf, you might not want to take them in on that um, on that run line, but I'll do it for you, man. I'll split the profit with you. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. You got a car to pay for, Lundy. You keep that. Um, <laughs> right. The next next game is the one that's off the board. Um, fortunately, I don't think we're missing much. It's a three thirty-seven first put between between the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. Cool Raggins, uh, left-handed pitcher for Kansas City. Oakland is TBD. Oakland have got a game in about three hours, and that's TBD. So they don't know what they're doing tonight, let alone on. Wednesday. Uh, got some lines though. Uh, Raggins and the Royals are minus 135. Oakland are plus 114. Totals at seven and a half. Moonaf, can you make much of this? I think the only time you probably want to back the, the Oakland A's is when Paul Blackburn is on the mound. Uh, but outside of that, I know they've dealt with a lot of injuries to that pitching rotation. And again, it might just be bullpen day here tonight or it might be a bullpen day on wednesday uh, afternoon as well but cole reagans hasn't been too bad uh for the kansas city royals uh two and one on the i'm sorry over his last five games at least 2.51 era allowed eight runs over 28 and two-thirds innings pitched um this royals team i know they've been slated as one of the worst teams uh in mlb this season but it seems like they're not giving up, really. And there's some exciting players on that side of the baseball for the uh, Kansas City Royals. So, I mean, I'll lean here with the Royals. Not much more to add, especially without a pitcher uh, for the Oakland A's. Okie dokie. Thank you, Lante. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I just think that I like the over. I mean, both teams over in seven of the last ten. But outside of that, um, I've actually been – I mean, I'm, it pains me to say this, but I've kind of been on Oakland uh, a lot in it this month. So, um, they've actually owned Kansas City. They've won three of the last four matchups. They've scored five or more in all three wins. Um, Kansas City scored four plus in all four games. So that's why I like the over. But if I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if if Oakland came out and won uh, this game. But I like the over a whole lot more than anything else. Um, the first thing I want to do is, is shout out Zach Geloff because I was a little bit disparaging about him the other night. I was trying to uh, demonstrate how bad the Oakland lineup was. Um, and I was a bit flippant. And Zach Geloff's been really good, so I apologise uh, to Zach Geloff. Um, he's had the 18-game on base streak. 21 extra base hits uh, since the All-Star break. He's been absolutely outstanding. Orton's doing OK. Um, Reagan's is good enough for Kansas City, but that total's too low. Blondie is right. Seven and a half's too low. Um, oh, there's been at least eight runs in nine of the last ten Oakland games. And, the, yeah, these could bash each other up here. Um It'll be rubbish, but we'll get over seven and a half. So, yeah, I'll take the over. 4.05 Eastern first pitch. It's the San Francisco Giants at the Philadelphia Phillies. Alex Cobb for the Giants and Michael Lorenzen for Philadelphia. Plus 115, the Giants. Minus 126, Philly. Total is eight and a half or nine, depending. Um, and Lonte can break it down. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, I, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, uh, I like Philly and the team total to go over here. Um, they scored seven-plus runs in four of the last five games. I think Lorenzen, I think he bounces back. I know, Mal, you were on him. I think we were head-to-head um, maybe like a few weeks ago or in his last start uh, against Washington. I think he bounces back from that. Uh, I don't like the way San Francisco is trending right now. Um, and Cobb, I mean, 16 earned runs – or 15 earned runs, I'm sorry, combined in his last three starts. He's at four-plus in four of his last six starts. Uh, he's also been allowing a lot of contact. Um, and he's just not good against the Philadelphia team, who we talked about at the top. Their bats are get, – uh, they're getting into rare form right now. So, not a good recipe. I like Philly. I like the team total to go over here. 
Okay, so we like an over there. Um, Munaf? Yeah, I think uh, Lante mentioned on the last pod that we probably want to fade Michael Ren- Lorenzen coming off of the no-hitter, and that's exactly what happened in this last start that he got hit by the uh, Washington Nationals. But I think this is a good bounce-back spot for him going up against the Giants, uh, especially with Alex Cobb on the mound here who's been struggling over his last five starts. Um, he's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight starts, and the Giants have lost three straight starts when he is on the mound by multiple runs. And I know two of those games were against the better offenses in the National League with the Texas, sorry, the um, in the league, I should say. Uh, Texas Rangers got six off of him in four and one-thirds, and the Braves got a four off of him in just five and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, and now you're going up against the Phillies offense, who's also starting to click here. And I know we talked about him at the top of the show about maybe, you know, getting down on them to uh, possibly make a run to the World Series again. So, uh, I like the team total over, like Lante mentioned for the for the Phillies here. I also like them on the run line here, minus one and a half at plus one fifty. I think that's a lot of value, especially going up against Alex Cobb. Um, mine was just more straightforward than that. Philly money line minus one twenty six. Um, Cobb's good for three or more, and um, and like I say, I've, I've looked into the Phillies a little bit, and I'm quite keen on them. They are clicking. Uh, the offense uh, um, is going along. Really well. I, I understand the fading of Lorenzen. We, we saw it with um, Valdez, who really struggled, kind of still struggling three um, three starts after his no-hitter. Um, so we, that's the one thing that would concern me. Uh, but I've talked Lorenzen up all year. Um, I'm not going to stop now. So Philly on the money line, minus 126. 407, we have the first leg of a double-header uh, between the Cincinnati Reds and the LA Angels. Uh, left-handed pitcher Andrew Abbott for Cincinnati. Shohei Otani for the Angels. It's plus 152 on Cincinnati, minus 170 on the Angels with a total of seven and a half or eight. The Reds are winding me up this week. We, it's, I've picked the same pick every night with different pitches and the prices keep sliding out. So we took Ashcraft on Monday at plus 110. He didn't pitch. We then took Abbott last night at plus 130-something. He didn't pitch. We've now got Abbott again tonight at plus 150-something. So I've got the same two pitches at bigger prices every night. And the more the price, the bigger the price gets, the more I like him. Um, yes, it's Shohei Otani. I get it. Um, it's also the LA Angels, uh, and they have this horrendous habit of uh, not doing anything for Otani. Abbott um, had a wobble, but his last two starts have been fine. The Reds have won four of his last five. I mean, Otani did struggle through early July um, on the mound. He had some arm fatigue, but he has looked good again since. This could be a bit of a pitch in due, um, but the presence of Otani's name makes the price far too short. Um, and Ergo makes the price far too big on Cincinnati. Uh, they're good on the road as well, 33-27 Cincinnati on the road. That surprised me. Um, so, yeah, winning road record, good starting pitcher against the Angels, plus 152. I'll take the Reds, Lante, please. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm on the Reds Ooh. also. I, th- I think uh, I think you pretty much hit everything. I mean, Otani he hasn't pitched in what like a month, two week, uh, three weeks, something like uh, that. The last time he pitched was on the ninth, so about close to almost about two and a half weeks, we can say. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and he's allowed four plus in three of his last four starts. Um, ERA right around five or somewhere below five, but not far off. Um, Abbott, you know, he settled in after he struggled in July. Um, going into August, uh, he had allowed 10 earned runs in his previous two starts uh, before allowing just four in his last two combined. Um, 
I mean, I say it all the time, but it's it's pretty much correlated. If Cincinnati can get their offense going, they win. They can't win low-scoring games for whatever reason. I'm not sure what it is, but they just can't win low-scoring games. So if their offense is going, they're going to win. And I think their offense will get going here uh, with Otani dealing with some fatigue problems. So I like Cincinnati uh, at the plus price. like the team total to go over also. Love it. Smooth Yeah, I'm not sure how long Otani's actually going to pitch in the game because, I mean – We've seen it. I think it was a couple starts ago where he was out there for four innings and he got pulled because fatigue or a blister or the case might be, but he still stays in the game to DH or whatever the case might be for the Angels. But uh, Andrew Abbott has been really good this season for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. I mean, arguably, we could say maybe the best pitcher for the Reds. Um, being a left-handed pitcher, the Angels are struggling against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. Again, when people probably see Otani on the mound, the public sees him. Oh, they're gonna let's put him in a parlay uh, with that, you know, two team parlay with Otani and another team that's a heavy favorite. But I think again, for the Reds, I think they do have some. Um, I think the offense can get going here a little bit. I did see Mike Trout just got activated for the uh, Angels. Yes. I don't know why, for what reason, but yeah, um, higher, higher value for us, Munaf. Higher, higher yeah, value. So, uh, and again, over the last two weeks, just looking at, like I mentioned, the Angels numbers over the uh, against left-handed pitching, it just kind of leads me towards a value here on the red. So I'll, I'll go with the red so, uh, with you guys. Uh, activation is two days late to save Captain Encino from Mike Trout twatting him uh, in our fantasy matchup this week. I've been waiting for Trout and Judge to come back forever. Uh, so I'm ready for my end of season um, charge now. I'll, I'll tackle the second game of the doubleheader now, um, out of order. Just because it's a bit of a mess, Cincinnati RTBD, the Angels have got Detmers going. Um, and the Angels have priced it with minus 205, um, with Cincinnati at plus 170. So I don't really know what to do with this. No one's taking Detmers at minus 205. Um, <laughs> so you've got two options. I like, even if you like him, which I do, you're not backing him at minus 205. I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> so you either back Cincinnati blindly, plus 170, which I wouldn't put you off. Um, or you ignore the entire thing because you don't know what's going on. Um, so that would be my reading of the, the, that part of the doubleheader, Moon Matthew. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off of probably his best start of the season, seven and one-thirds innings, um, one hit against the Texas Rangers, uh, which I think is more of an outlier for Reed Detmers. So I'm expecting him to look like the Reed Detmers that we're used to seeing and just fading him. Um, but the, the crazy part is of how bad that he's been that – Despite having that great start last in his last start against the Rangers, he still has a 6.94 ERA over his last five starts, and that's in, that's including giving up seven earned runs each to the Angels and the uh, Mariners. And again, over his last five starts, the Angels have lost four of his last five starts. Uh, all four games have lost by multiple runs. So um, if you want to have a little bit of fun, um, depending on who the pitcher is, or if you don't really care, you just want to fade Detmers, Maybe looking for a Cincinnati Reds minus one and a half run line here. You might get a really nice plus price on that. Maybe north of two dollars uh, for uh, the uh, the Reds there, but not a fan of Reed Detmers. Okey doke, uh, Yeah, you definitely can't lay anything. I would I wouldn't lay, I wouldn't lay one ten with with Reed Detmers right now. Uh, we've seen these pitchers regress uh, with outlier performances. We mentioned Lorenzen earlier. Um, I think we're going to talk about another one coming up uh, in McKenzie Gore, um, but. Yeah, you got to fade some of those guys off of those big performances that are outliers. Uh, I mean, I'll just 
what I what I'll do is just take Cincinnati both ways. I mean, I think they are going to win at least one. Uh, if you're feeling really spicy, just parlay both of them and you know get get you a t-shirt like me and Mal did with Kansas City and Oakland a few weeks back. <laughs> uh, few more faces to say hello to uh, Aiden's joined us, Josh. Uh, as well, QB1, questionable bits, is in the chat. Good evening, uh, folks. How are you doing? Four tennis and first pitches, the Miami Marlins at the San Diego Padres. Sandy Alcantara for Miami and Seth Lugo for the Padres, plus 105 on the Marlins, minus 120 on the Padres, total seven and a half slash eight. Lonte? Yeah, I kind of struggle with this, uh, to be honest. I'll be interested to see who you guys take on it. Uh, I lean to Miami in, in the over, I think, seven and a half. You said you did say seven and a half, right? Yeah, so I think seven and a half might be a little short. Um, San Diego has dominated them um, this year. They won three or four. I think that includes um, last night. Uh, they've outscored them 26 to nine uh, in the process. But I kind of like Sandy more than I do uh, Lugo. Uh, you know, Lugo's fine, but he does allow a solid amount of contact. Teams just not making him pay for it. Um, so I'm going to see some regression coming for him. Uh, Sandy, while, you know, he started off rough, he's been – okay and getting back to his his normal self um he's held his own against solid offenses um and especially on the road he's pitched pretty well overall he's allowed over two earned runs three times in his last last eight starts so i think that's pretty uh, i think that's pretty telling here um inconsistent san diego offense something I, I just can't get behind right now especially with a pitcher like sandy on the mound so i'll lean to miami i like the over a lot though um yeah lugo you, you mentioned that he gives up a lot of contact. You're kind of always waiting for, for a bloke from Lugo, as good as he has been. Um, Sandy Alcantara is one of the two pitchers on the card who were, who were mounting this fight back. We mentioned Jameson Tyone and Sandy is the second one of those two. Uh, Jake Berg is hitting really well for Miami. He's got a 12-game hitting streak going. Um, but Miami have been sneaky good. There's not much in it. I like Sandy a lot. Lugo's vulnerable. Um, Miami at plus 105 on the money line is my pick, Muna. Yeah, Sandy's been looked like he's getting back to form, um, at least Cy Young form uh, from last season, I should say. And I know he's been, he was absolutely terrible to start this year, but last five games, three and one with a 2.13 ERA. Uh, two of those five starts has been complete games by Sandy. So I know he got a little bit of trouble against the Padres earlier this season where he allowed four earned runs and just six and one third innings pitch. He allowed five walks, but it seems like he's gotten the walks under control. Home runs are the issue. Uh, for Sandy because all three of the runs that he did allow against the Dodgers were all solo home runs, and he also allowed three home runs to the Texas Rangers um, a few starts ago. So I think if he's able to keep the ball in the ballpark against his Padres offense, I know they broke out last night against uh, Ryan Weathers, but again, going up against Sandy here, I think that uh, I like the value here on the Miami Marlins, especially at a plus price. I think we definitely have the better pitcher. Uh, I think they'll score enough runs uh, for Sandy uh, uh, in this start. So I'm I'm on the Marlins with you guys. 6.40 6.40 Eastern first pitch, the Colorado Rockies at the Tampa Bay Rays. Austin Gomba, left-handed pitcher for the Rockies. And Aaron Savali takes the ball for Tampa. Um, plus 2.25, the Rockies. Minus 2.65, the Rays. Total is set at eight. Um, Gomba, nine and nine on the year, 5.52 ERA. Um, he got hit around last time at home by Arizona. Um, but he's been really good on the road, 3.59. Road ERA is less 17 um, innings pitched um, away from home. 20 hits, um, but no two earned runs and no home runs. And that plays, if he's not uh, letting too many 
Uh, Ducks on the pond. Yeah, I think he's going to be all right. Savali is fine. Six and three on the year, 240, 40 RA. No one's laying minus 265 with the Savali. That's just silly. But he has settled in nicely um, in Tampa since he was traded. Uh, six scoreless at San Francisco Giants. I'm just going to take the under eight. Um, I don't mind Gomba or Savali. And the fact that Colorado have got a rubbish offense really helps as well. Um, Tampa Bay might just win this five to one or something like that. So under eight for me, Muna. Yeah, uh, the Reds, or sorry, the Rays were actually doing pretty well against left-handed pitching earlier in the season, but now they're well below league average in that category, whether you look at team batting average or WRC plus uh, for the Rays. And like you mentioned, Aaron Savali has been really good uh, for the Rays since he came over in the trade from the Guardians. Uh, They've won two out of his three starts. One game was uh, a high-scoring affair where it was against the Guardians 9-8 against his former team. But other than that, uh, 42 loss to the uh, Tigers and the 6-1 win against the, the Giants. So I'm, I could probably see something similar in that neighborhood, maybe like a 5-2, um, you know, something in that neighborhood where it does go below this uh, um, uh, total for this game. Um I, I like what I've seen from Austin Gomer, especially on the road. I know it hasn't really translated to wins. Um, for the Rockies in 11 starts, just four wins uh, for the Rockies in that span uh, when he has started, at least for uh, Austin Gomber. But uh, I like the under in this game. I'll, I'll I'll lean with a raised run line here. I don't love it, but I, I think my more favorite play in this game is going to be the under eight. Moon off sees my five to one and raises me a five to two. Lonte, what have you got? Yeah, so let me raise it one more time. I, maybe they can win six to one because I like the team total to go over. And I'm, I'm assuming it'll be five and a half. Um, I need maybe, to write this down. Hold on. <laughs> so maybe five and a half. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over that. They've scored six plus in four straight games, Tampa, that is. Um, they've also covered seven of the last 10. So I went off, you know, the run line uh, is a good play. They're 37 and 24 on the run line at home. Uh, Savali hasn't allowed over three earned runs um, since June 25th. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's in good form. Uh, Colorado is a dumpster fire. I mean, 24 and 39 on the, on the run line on the road. They've lost 7 and 10. Yeah, just, just fade city right now. So, I like Tampa um, team total to go over. I like them on the run line also. So, uh, I guess it's a Tampa podcast for right now. Now, you said 5 to 1? 5 to 1, win? yeah. Okay. I, wrote I need down 6 five to 1. Two. I need 6 to 1. Okay. I wrote all three of those down. All right, cool. We'll click the shit out of that, hammer it on the socials. (laughs) Uh, 7.05 Eastern first pick to the Toronto Blue Jays at the Baltimore Orioles. Kevin Gorsman for Toronto and Jack Flaherty for Baltimore. We have lines of minus 150 for the Blue Jays, plus 110 for the Orioles, eight slash eight and a half is the total for Munaf. Yeah, I'll start here with Kevin Gossman. Uh, 9-7 and on the season, 3.24 ERA, 187 strikeouts to 37 walks. Last five games, he's 2-2 two and two with a 4.08 ERA. Uh, he's been solid on the road, 6-4 and four with a 3.38 ERA. Did face Baltimore already twice this season. 12 and one-thirds innings pitch in that span. He's allowed five earned runs, uh, four walks, and only 10 strikeouts to the Baltimore Orioles. He did face them back on August 3rd where he did take a, uh, or I should say the Blue Jays took a 6-1 to loss in that game. He allowed three earned runs and just four and one-thirds innings pitch. And they've been alternating between win-loss, win-loss, at least over the last five games when Kevin Gossman is on the mound for the Blue Jays. Um, on the other side, Jack Flaherty, last five games, one and three with a 6.48 ERA. For whatever reason, he loves pitching uh, against this uh, Blue Jays team because this season 
In 11 innings, he's only allowed one earned run to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. He has a 2-0 record with a .82 ERA. And I believe his first start since the trade from the Cardinals to the Blue Jays was against um, – sorry, uh, from the Cardinals over to the Orioles, was against that Blue Jays team where he went six innings and only allowed one earned run uh, to that Blue Jays team. It's just very difficult to know what you're going to get out of Jack Flaherty at times, but it just feels like he has their number right now. Um, and again, like I mentioned, that Kevin Gossman, at least historically against the Orioles, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here exactly, uh, has struggled. Getting back to the last uh, season, Four starts against the Baltimore Orioles. He has a one and two record with a 5.06 ERA. He's allowed at least two earned runs in every one of those starts. Um, and he allowed five earned runs last season in just two and one third innings pitch. And like I mentioned, his last start, he only lasted four and a third where he did allow three earned runs. So, uh, with all that said, I'll go with the Baltimore Orioles. I'll trust Jack Flaherty's record here against the Toronto Blue Jays. It just seems like he has his number. I'm comfortable with the Orioles at home. I'll take the minus 105 prize on the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, one for the Orioles, Lante. Yeah, Munaf, you mentioned the the word non-trustworthy. So I'm kind of in a bit of a bond. I don't trust Flaherty, and I don't trust Toronto. So I don't really know what mm-hmm. what to do in the situation. So I'll just take the over. Um, I just it, it's hard to trust Toronto offensively, but they've been. I, I don't have the splits in front of me, but Boba Shett makes a big difference uh, in, in that lineup, and him at the top of the lineup, I think he came back and had maybe a, two hits right away in his first game back or either his first few games back. So him being at the top of that lineup makes a big difference. Um, you mentioned Gosman. Gosman on the road has only allowed over three earned runs once in his last five starts. So uh, if I had to make a pick, I would lean to Toronto, um, but I do like the over. Uh, I just don't trust Flaherty or this Toronto offense. So I guess I, if i got to make a pick, so I'll pick the over and lean to Toronto. And – Gossman's been my kryptonite all year. I just cannot get him right at all. Um, so ignore whatever I'm going to say in the next 30 seconds. Um, I just, but I, I've got to fade Flaherty. We faded him last time. Did he give up five in the first inning? Um, we we all agreed, everyone in the chat, the entire network last night agreed that it was a Baltimore smash spot for the Tuesday game. Um, I'm going to, to go the opposite way around. I'm going to take, a bit like Lonnie just said, not 100%, uh, but I'm going to take the Blue Jays. Because I'm flading, I'm, I'm flading, I'm fading, Flaherty, um, rather than anything else. But like I say, whatever I've done with Gorsman this season has been wrong. So uh, we'll see about that. Over, it might just be the player, Lonte might be right. 7.05 Eastern first pitch. He's the Washington Nationals at the New York Yankees, left-handed pitcher. Mackenzie Gore for Washington. And Luis Severino uh, for the New York Yankees. Plus 124. On the Nationals, minus 148, the pinstripes total is nine, Lonte. Yeah, man, it's going to pain me to say uh, you got to fade the Yankees, man. They are – I have no idea what, what they're doing. Uh, they lost nine of ten. They showed a little fight in their last game, but you can't put your money – don't put your hard-earned money on the, on the Yankees, man. Severino is on the mound. It is still Severino, right? Yes, yeah. believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man, so – he hasn't gotten out of the fourth inning in his last four starts. He's allowed a home run in nine straight games, multi-home runs in four of those. Uh, since July 1st, he's allowed four-plus earned runs in five of his six starts. Um, three runs in two of his three, two of his three games, he did not allow uh, four runs. He probably just, like, if he, if, he, uh, went, if he was pitching more, he would have allowed that fourth run. So he hasn't been good at all. Uh, he, has an ERA, he hasn't had an ERA under 7.5 seven, seven, in his last four starts. 
don't expect it to happen now. Uh, I mentioned McKenzie Gore's inconsistency. Um, he's coming off a really, really good start. Six and a third um, innings pitch. Only allowed one hit in the scoreless feed against Boston. Um, he has allowed two earned runs or fewer in three of his last five starts. I've been betting on Washington a lot lately. They've been they've been cooking for me. Uh, they've been underdogs. And uh, in that series against Philly, I, I won a decent amount off them as well. Um, the offense, six-plus runs in three of the last five starts. They're 35 and 22 on the run line in row games. If you can find a Washington minus one and a half at a good plus price, I'd lay it. Uh, I think they bury um, New York here tonight, um, tomorrow night. I think they bury okay. him tonight too also. so Confident underdog play for long team, Muna. Yeah, I wanted to um, – I'll start with this. Uh, the Yankees' offense has – we know that has been absolutely atrocious, I guess we can say all season, but especially over the last month or so. But what I found really interesting was that against left-handed pitching, they have been absolutely smashing um, in that spot. And again, McGinsey Gore being a left-handed pitcher here. Uh, the Yankees as a team over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching in 75 plate appearances are batting t- uh, 386 against left-handed pitching. They're slugging at 586, which is number two. Uh, uh, OPS, they're number two at uh, 1012. And WRC Plus, they're number one at 184. They're battling it out with Atlanta, uh, who we know has been one of the more consistent, if not best offense in that entire MLB this season. So, I think we see runs in this game. I think the Yankees, again, like I mentioned, because they've been doing well against left-handed pitching and tagged Mackenzie Gore for a few. Uh, we know the story about Luis Severino. He's just been uh, giving it up at will uh, for the New York Yankees. So I think this number nine is a little conservative here. I can't bring myself to a side for either one of these teams, but I do expect to see runs in this game. So I'll take the over nine as my uh, favorite play in the game between the here, the uh, Yankees and the Nationals. Um, before the aliens got you yesterday, Lonte, you guessed that Carlos Rodon was my nope of the day. Uh, was he? You were wrong. Oh. Uh, he wasn't, no. But Severino is. Um, <laughs> he should be everybody's no. <laughs> Yeah, he should, really should be. Um, and go, Bulls left hand and sat at Moonaps just stone out. Do uh, concern me a little bit. I wish to be more good than bad out to go lately. This is pretty similar handicap to last night, really. It's a game we haven't seen yet. Obviously, um, a great against Rodon, you've got to go, go against Severino. They were the plus 124 for this Wednesday game. Uh, they were plus 168 uh, for the Tuesday game. They're going to win one of those two games. So let's just keep backing them. Uh, they might win them both, but they're definitely going to win one. So keep betting Washington uh, and we find ourselves in profit is what's going to happen. 7-10, Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers at the Cleveland Guardians. Left-handed pitcher Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers and Xavier Curry for Cleveland. Minus 215, the Dodgers. Uh, plus 180. The Guardians, total is eight and a half. Kershaw, 11 and four, 248, has been absolutely outstanding lately. Um, won 24 ERA in his last five starts. Uh, his last two games, a solo home run um, in each of them with the only score that he gave up. Um, Xavier Curry, he's three and one on the year with a 324 ERA. He started six games um, and been all right, you know. Uh, six innings with one earned run last time against Detroit. He has, on occasion, walked a couple too many. Um, also, on occasion, he's managed to keep it in check. And he's also given up some long balls. He needs to, he's capable if he can keep those two things in check. Obviously, that's a big if. Um, 
But I think it can go okay here. I'm going to take a first five under. Obviously, Kershaw is going to help by giving up nothing, maybe one. Uh, so, Sabian um, can can keep it tight, which I think he's capable of. He's proven. I think he's he's um, he's pitched well enough that we have to give him a chance, or I have to give him a chance. Uh, so, first five under would be my pick, Muna. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw has been in a Cy Young form. Um, it's unfortunate that he hasn't been able to stay healthy all season, but I think he would have definitely been in that conversation, at least for Cy Young in the National League. But uh, last five games for Clayton Kershaw, 3-0 and with a 1.24 ERA. Um, he's made two starts since returning. He's been absolutely fantastic in both of those games. Like Mal mentioned, it's been solo home runs that he's allowed, and that has been pretty much it. He's gone five innings in both of those starts uh, for the L.A. Dodgers. Um, and you talk about him being a left-handed pitcher where all the Guardians have been at the bottom of the league over the last two weeks in most offensive statistical categories against uh, left-handed pitching. And now you're going to base Clayton Kershaw, who's an absolute fantastic uh, form here. I think for Xavier Howard, uh, sorry, for Xavier Howard, Xavier Curry, um, I think that he's going to be tested in this game because he hasn't really faced a lot of good offenses um, in his starts, at least. Um he faced the Tampa Bay Rays in a start where he did did they did get to him for five earned runs in that game. I think that might be a similar story here with the Dodgers possibly getting to Curry here. So I'll lay the minus one and a half price on the run line with the Dodgers. I think Kershaw will go along well here. I think the offense should score enough runs uh, for them to cover the uh, the run line here. So I think if Kershaw goes to maybe maybe the push on the six games, depending on his pitch count and how he's going, I think the bullpen can come in and take care of the rest. So I'll go Dodgers minus one and a half on the run line here. That's currently at minus one twenty five. Who's Xavier and Howard? Is he a basketball man? Uh, they're going to need they're going to need Xavier Howard. Uh, the way the Dodgers are probably going to tee off on him, they're going to need an extra defender. <laughs> <laughs> but I like uh, I, I like the Dodgers on the run line. I like Cleveland's team total to go under. Uh, you mentioned Kershaw. I mean, he's just been like amazing. Two earned runs or less in seven straight starts. Only allowed seven combined hits in his last three starts. So I don't look for anything to change here against Cleveland's um, offense. Who They've they lost four or five. They failed to score three runs in four of those five games. I mean, in their games, in their home games, they're sixty nine percent to the under, uh, and they're also under in seven of their last ten. So that's kind of indicative of of how they play. I hope you got that stat of the day down, Mal. That, that's that's the stat of the day for you. That is a beauty. <laughs> the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, I mean, they've been on fire offensively. I mean, I mentioned those numbers uh, earlier in the in the week. I mean. You can't. I, I don't think you can go against the Dodgers right now the way the way they're going, especially not with Cleveland. So I like the Dodgers run line. Uh, I like Cleveland's team total under. I like the Dodgers to go over their team total. The penultimate game on the card tonight is the New York Mets at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, left-handed pitcher Jose Quintana for the Mets and uh, Charlie Morton goes for Atlanta. Thanks, Muna. Uh, plus 154 on the Mets, minus 184 on the Braves, nine and a half or a 10. Uh, Lonte, Mets at the Braves. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Mets here. Uh, I know this might, might be unpopular. I like them in the first five. I like them in the full game, and I like the over. Uh, Kitana's been really good. I mean, he pissed a gym versus Atlanta um, just maybe like a week and a half ago on the 12th, I think is what I have. One earned run on four hits. You know, Atlanta pulled away late in that game. Uh, but it wasn't due to him pitching. I mean, their bullpen kind of just blew up, which it normally does, which is why I'll split a unit on the first five in the full game. I mean, he hasn't allowed over three earned runs in any of his starts um, since he's returned. So, I mean, Charlie Morton, you know, he's got 11 shutout innings um, versus both New York teams So in his last two starts. So he's 
pitched well against uh, against New York, but he has struggled before that. I mean, four plus earned runs, excuse me, in three of his previous four games. So I'm not really the biggest Morton fan. Um, Atlanta's offense also has been a a bit down this week. Um, the Mets, on the other hand, they've scored seven plus in three of the last four games. So I think both teams can at least get get us to four, maybe five runs. Um, I, I like the Mets here. I, I think they're a live dog to get it done. I see you raising your hand, Mal. You must be with me. Yeah, baby. I, I'm exactly with you. Um, yeah, plus 154 on the Mets. Moon, I can't believe you laughed me out of betting them to uh, make the playoffs the other night. I feel like you owe me. <laughs> I feel like you owe me. The, the run they've started, they've won seven of nine now. Um, I'm not with you, now. I'm not with you, it's a demonstration of how bad they were last week. We took the piss out of DJ Stewart back in cleanup. Uh, he's hit five home runs in his last six games. So um, we've single-handedly fired up DJ Stewart. Um, Quintana was great last time. Um, and Morton's vulnerable. So, yeah, we get a good start with Quintana and the Mets can win a game. Plus 154, Muna. The concern I have about the Mets offense here. I know you guys mentioned that I've been able to score runs, but the last start, Charlie Morton in five innings against the Mets, I should seven walks, seven walks against the Mets and the Mets scored a whole donut egg uh, or sorry, donut egg, but a donut uh, in those five innings. And when he, when a pitcher allows seven walks in five innings, you should be able to score. I, I don't know the analytics or math behind it, but you should be able to score at least one run when the, uh, a pitcher is given up seven walks in five innings. You don't, they only able to get three hits off of that span as well. If you are a, um, a player prop uh, better, you might want to take a look at Charlie Morton walks for tomorrow because in three starts this season, he's allowed three walks, four walks, and seven walks um, uh, in the three matchups against the Mets. But like you guys mentioned, Jose Gutana has been doing very well uh, this uh, season, at least for the Mets. He just hasn't gotten the run support. Uh, but other than that, he's been pretty solid for this uh, Mets pitching rotation. I'll, I'll lean with the Mets here with you guys. I don't love it because this could be a game where the Braves bats maybe finally figure out Quintana. But um, I think the more favorite play here for mine is is uh, looking at walks for both of these pitchers because, again, Quintana has allowed at least two walks in five straight starts. He's allowed three walks in three of his last five starts. And, again, like I mentioned, Charlie Morton, at least three walks allowed to the Mets team in all three starts. So maybe a same-game parlay here if you're one of those uh, uh, parlay betters. But as far as official picks, I'll lean with the Mets, uh, and maybe we could too see a couple runs being scored. So I'll lean with the over as well. So we've got a team ride on the Mets at the Braves. Um, I have finally dragged everybody down to my level, everyone. Uh, they're all drinking the Kool-Aid. The con is on. Uh, we've got one game left here. It's eight ten Eastern first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros. Chris Sale, uh, left-handed pitcher for Boston, and Jose Aguidi uh, for Houston. Plus 102, the Red Sox, minus 115, the Astros. Eight and a half slash nine is your total, Muna. Yeah, Chris Sale, since he's returned for the Red Sox, has been pretty solid. Uh, over his last five starts, um, or I should say his last two starts, since he has returned, he's pitched a combined uh, nine innings. He's allowed four earned runs in that span and three hits. It seems like they're really trying to protect Chris Sale uh, in case the Red Sox do make it to the playoffs. I know they're fighting for a wild card spot. Um, and again, the Astros are they're in that battle for the uh, wild card spot and also the division as well. So these head to head meetings are mattering for both of these teams here. But um, 
I, I, I'm not sure I can trust Jose or Katie uh, in this spot here because he just hasn't been very good over his last five games. Um, on the season for Katie, two and three with a 5.21 ERA. His last five games, he's allowed, um, let's see here, 14 earned runs in 18 and one third innings pitched for the Astros. Um, he didn't, they brought him out of the bullpen his last game, maybe to kind of, I guess, clear his mind because his starts haven't been very good. Um, I'll lean here with the Red Sox uh, at minus 105. I think kind of tells you where the books are kind of respecting the Red Sox and Chris Sale here, especially against the Astros offense, who has been doing pretty well against the um, against left-handed pitching. Um, and again, yeah, Red Sox have been playing pretty well. I know I don't know how much we can take away from their sweep against the Mets, or sorry, against the Yankees over the weekend. No. Yeah, we can. And again, Chris Dale, Chris Dale, I think, should go along very well here. Maybe if he goes four or five innings, if you want to take the Red Sox in the first five innings, I don't hate that. But um, I'll go with the Red Sox on the money line. Money line minus 105 here. Okay, Lumpty. They're going to run you out of Houston, man. What are you doing? Oh, you better hope, you better hope <laughs> hey, nobody's man, it's both of my teams, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I lean to Houston. Um, but this was kind of a hard game for me also. I just – I think I want to bet on both of these teams. Um, especially with um, Houston being at home, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll like the, I'll go to the over. Uh, I like the over more than um, than the side. Boston six plus runs in four of the last five games. Houston six plus in four of the last six. Um, Houston's generally playing to the over at home. They're thirty three and twenty thirty three and twenty eight um, to the over at home. Boston is thirty two and twenty eight to the over in the row games. Uh, I kind of like Arkady also, which is why I was leaning to. Um, Houston, I mean, he hasn't allowed over two earned runs in his last three home starts. So you mix that in. Uh, I like the over. If I had to make a play on the side, I'd lean to Houston. But I think it's a tough call either way. Yeah, it is a tough call. The, the books are right. But I'm, I'm with Moonaf. I'm with Boston. Um, Sale's been good, but just short starts. You just want a little bit more out of him would make you feel happier with this. But it's a kiddie's patchy form, really. That makes um, it, it less reliable to, to, to bet Houston if you want to. Um, both Houston did snap that skid, but Houston and Arcadi are both quite difficult to bet at the moment. Uh, so in a close game, Boston and Sale have been quite attractive propositions recently. Uh, so that's enough for me. I'll take Boston at plus one or two. Um, that was pretty epic, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we made it uh, to the end of the fifteen games. Um, lock and dog time. Um, we let Lonte lead off because Moonoff's not normally ready. Lonte, what have you got? <laughs> yeah, so for my lock, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Lorenzen and the Phillies um, laying the, let's see what the best price I can get is, 130? Yep. You see, 130 is the best I'm price? Yeah. Minus 126 I've got. Okay, I'll take that too. So yeah, I think um, Lorenzen will bounce back from um, from that performance. I mean, like like I said, outside of the, the no-hitter, he had still been pitching extremely well, even over in his um, when he was at Detroit. Um, not a fan of Cobb, not a fan of what San Francisco's been doing as of late. Uh, have they thrown the most openers in MLB history? Like, I seem like every other day they're throwing an opener. Um, so Cobb, 15 earned runs in his last three starts. I've um, been allowing a lot of contact. I think Philly tees off on him. Uh, I like Philly at a short home, at a, as a short um, home favorite here. Uh, as my lock, um, as the dog, I'm trying to figure. Do I want to go? I'm going with Cincinnati plus one sixty-five. You see anything? Anything better than that? You guys see anything better than that? No, no. Yeah. Cincinnati plus one sixty-five. Uh, I mean, 
I would wait um, if you're going to bet it because, you know, the public's going to come in. They're going to bet Otani. Um, Munaf mentioned the, the fatigue issues or blister, whatever they wanted to say. Not sure how long he'll be going. Um, he also has allowed, you know, four-plus rounds in three of his last four starts. So, I, I mean, he, he hasn't been in good form as of late. I like Abbott. Uh, he, he settled down. And I think Cincinnati can score some runs here. So, I think Cincinnati's a live dog in both games. Munaf, you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can go. Uh, all right, for my lock, I will go like two games or actually like three games, but um, parlay him, Munaf. <laughs> give me the um, give me the Mariners run line minus one and a half, minus 120 uh, against the Chicago White Sox. It's two pitchers that are going in opposite directions. George Kirby has been having a phenomenal season. Uh, for the Mariners and their offense has been an absolute fire while Michael Kopech is just going in the opposite direction um, for the uh, Chicago White Sox. And I think this Mariners offense will be able to score enough runs here to cover this run line. I think Kirby should go along well here. Like I mentioned, he's been in great form. So I think we're getting a good discount price here on the run line. Again, I get all nine at bats with the road team here in the Seattle Mariners. So minus one and a half, minus 120 for the Mariners. Uh, for my dog, um, I did like the Phillies on the run line on the um, plus one fifty four price. Um, uh, no, that's too short of a dog. He's still not ready. Look, we knew this. <laughs> and now we're in nine minutes, and he's got nothing. Look. Uh, we've got 30 seconds left before all right, I'll, I'll go with the, yeah I'll, I'll have to double dip with Lante give me the minus one and a half run line <laughs> cool, on man. the Phillies I think that's just a lot of value plus 154 especially like Alex Cobb who's just been struggling so much uh, over the course of the season and this should be a bounce back spot for the uh, uh, for Michael Lorenzen we talked about it he was going to have a bad outing after pitching that no hitter only went at three innings there so you know Again, this offense has been better as well for the Phillies. We talked about they've been able to put up runs. Uh, we talked about it at the top of the show, maybe them possibly making a run again to the World Series. Who knows? But at least for this game, I like them at home. I like Michael Lorenzo to bounce back. That plus 154 price on the run line, I'll take that to the bank uh, as my dog. You've left me minus 11 seconds, being enough to get my picks out. You'll have to edit out that bit where you procrastinated. Um, <laughs> my lock is your lock, Munaf. I mean, I don't know why you took all that time because I had it written down. You could have just asked me. Uh, Seattle on the run line, minus 115, please. And for my dog, someone's got to throw the Mets out. We can't all take the Mets and then... I didn't take them because, because I knew you I were leaned with Yeah, oh, did you leave me the Mets? Yeah, did you? yeah I left you, can I left you the Mets. Boys, you're so kind. Uh, New York Mets, plus... Uh, honestly, I'm going to wake up, check the scores. Atlanta will win this 12 to 1. <laughs> uh, and we'll all go, that was funny. But yeah, New York Mets, plus 154 is my pick. Um, and we are done. Um Thank you, Lonte. Uh, thank you, Munaf. Thank you, everyone who endured that in the chat. We appreciate it. And good luck. We've got a full slate of Tuesday games you can go and watch uh, before we get stuck into these bets tomorrow. So good luck with everything you're doing. Uh, back tomorrow night. Until then, see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>